Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za for more. A very warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I am your host. And this episode is part one of a conversation in which we discuss complaints and liaison. And with me in studio, I have some of the staff members or representatives of the PIRB who represent the complaints and liaison department or function of the PRB. Now, I have with me in studio Mr. Herman Strauss, Ms. Justine Buerta, as well as Mr. Alan Scholes. We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. So just before I start to fire away with all the other questions that I have for each of you, I would like for each of you to just briefly introduce yourselves to the audience members, just to tell them who you are, what your current role and position is within the PIRB, and um, what your, your, your responsibilities are within that position. And um, just give us an indication of how long you've been with the PRB, etc. So uh, I'm going to fire away and say, Justine, would you like to introduce yourself first, please? Hi, Willem. Thank you for having me. So I'm Justine. I'm the Complaints Administrator for the PIRB. I actually started at the PIRB as a receptionist and just Recently, I think more than a year ago, I became the complaints administrator for the PIRB. So basically, I handle consumer complaints and stuff like that. Um, I also deal a lot with the auditors on audits that have, that have been conducted already. And, and Alan, where do you fit into the picture? Uh, morning, Willem. Morning, audience. Um, I am the key consultant for the PRB. And my task is primarily with managing and maintaining key client accounts. Key client accounts meaning by municipalities, developers, as well as plumbers that is registered, uh, is requesting assistance, not in an auditor's capacity. So, Alan, when you say that you, do you liaise with those clients? In other words, you interact with them and you, you go and see them when they've got inquiries or queries, etc.? I do interact with them, yes, correct, Willem. Herman. Hello there. Yes, so I'm Herman Strauss. Um, I am the audit manager for the PRB. I look after the whole audit process. This includes the the complaints, lies, and processes that happens within the, the PRB. Look after a lot of the technical functionality and so on. So I've been in the plumbing industry for Sure, it's a, a number a number of years from a, from a standards point point of view. At the PRB itself, I'm I'm yet a, a bit more than two years fulfilling this function. Herman, you you mentioned that you that you oversee the audit process within the PRB, and I've also heard uh, Justine that you said that you um, deal with audits that have already taken place. How does that fit in with complaints and liaison? If that is the subject of discussion today. So, hi, Willem. So, for me to explain that to you, I'm going to have to explain the whole complaints process to you because that's the only way it will make sense. So, basically, what happens is once we get a consumer complaint, um, if it's needed, then, of course, an audit will be conducted on that specific COC. So, that's how it all fits in. And then when I say I'm dealing with the um, audits that have been conducted, 
it like I said in my previous podcast that so if a plumber refused to do a refix or is not obeying the rules and stuff like that, the auditors escalate that to the PIRB. But because I'm not a very technical person, Mr. Strauss would then <laughs> just verify or rather authorize what I say should happen next. I had one just a brief overview of the of the complaints and liaison uh, department or function within the PRB. Um, yes, Willem. So to to understand this, it's it's necessary to to take one step backwards and just understand where where it all fits in into the picture. So the PRB um, is the professional body for plumbers. We are registered with SACWA, the South African Qualifications Authority, and the PRB has got certain responsibilities. One of these responsibilities is to have an oversight of the work done by professional plumbers, making sure they actually do professional work. So one of the processes that the PRB use in order to do this is for when plumbers issue COCs, certificates of compliance, there's audits that take place on a regular basis, about 5% of the, the COCs gets audited, and there's a whole process that the plumbers um, if it is identified that anything were wrong, they have to go back at the refixes that Justine uh, referred to. And there's a, let's call it a routine process to make sure that COCs are actually true and correct and the process is, the, the oversight is there. But over and above that, to, to, to further assist, we allow customers, homeowners and so on, to, to lodge complaints. In other words, to contact us if, if they feel, for instance, where, where a COC have been issued, but uh, it's not one of those that has been audited, and there's questions around that, then complaints can be lodged with a, with a PRB to be investigated and taken further. And then from within this, this grouping, we, we understand that there's questions, we understand that there's lots of projects, plumbers, developers, municipalities that want to understand the processes better, that want to make sure that everything is prepared, that they do the things right from the start. And for that function, that is especially where Alan also comes into the picture where we, we try to assist them with, um, with additional information. Uh, most definitely not train them f uh, from scratch. That's a whole discussion we can have <laughs> in individually. But it's just that, that little bit of additional support that they need in order to do, fulfill their functions correctly. When you talk about a professional plumber, what exactly does that mean? I think a, a professional plumber is, is the same concept as, as other professions where you can study, get your qualification, but only one, uh, once you re register with a professional body do you get the, the status as a professional, um, uh, well, professional person, um, which gives you additional powers to, to like engineers that can sign off uh, certain designs and so on only once they they professionally registered. So in the plumbing industry, it is basically the same. A plumber can, can be qualified. He undergoes the full trade test. He, he will have all the hand skills to be able to, to do the tasks, uh, do plumbing. But in order to be a professional plumber, he need to show that he fully understand all the legislation, that he fully understand the standards, the legal requirements for installations. It's that one little extra step to, to ensure that that he can guide and govern all plumbing work in a professional, acceptable manner. So he can then register with, a prof with the professional body, the PRB, um, and through that process gain professional status as a professional plumber. 
All right. So you you you've mentioned before that um, there's an audit process and there's auditing, and uh, I deduce from that that plumbers then are held accountable for the plumbing work that they do, and when they issue a COC or a certificate a certificate of compliance on the plumbing work that they have done. Um, in in what formal way do you hold them accountable? How do you make them account for for the work that they have done? So, Valam. Just like any other business transaction, if I'm selling something to you and what I'm selling to you isn't of good quality, it's my responsibility to make sure as my client that you're happy. And that's the same thing that we're trying to do with plumbers. So if we get a a consumer complaint and if it happens that an audit is being conducted and non-compliances are identified on that audit, we compel the plumber to return to site and rectify the work. And... 90% 90% of the times, plumber, plumbers do actually comply and they do actually cooperate with the PIRB in trying to assist or rectify their installations. The 10% that plumbers do not do that, we usually take disciplinary action. Not usually, we take disciplinary action against these plumbers. But unfortunately, we can't discuss that with third parties, but there is um, disciplinary actions that are being taken against plumbers, possibility of losing their uh, registrations, but most plumbers, I think it's just the profession that they're in. It's just so professional that they understand that if they lose their responsibility after their license with the PIRB, they won't be able to operate anymore. Because more and more consumers are becoming aware of if I get somebody to install a geezer for me, I need a PIRB certificate of compliance. So plumbers do take their registrations very seriously with the PIRB. So well, most of the time when we ask them or when we engage with them, to inform them about the non-compliances that were identified on COCs that they've signed off, they usually go back. It's not always a overnight fix or a one-day fix, but it happens. It's It takes some time, but patience from both the plumber and the consumer side it just makes the process a lot more easier. I think uh, if, if, if I can quickly add on to what Justine said, the... We have to understand that the minimum requirement, the legal requirement for the plumber is that the installation must comply with the standard. The standard gives the minimum requirements that it must comply with. And that's what the, what the, what the PRB, the oversight is, to make sure that it complies with exactly that minimum standard. What's also important is, um, as she mentioned, the disciplinary action that's taken. This is a, it's not a punitive system. It's not a system aimed at making the life difficult for plumbers. It's, it's actually designed in such a way that it helps educate, that it helps up, uplift, upskill. Where plumbers are, are, are identified to be doing things wrong, they're given the, the information, the equipment, uh, the opportunity to, to improve, to learn, to grow, to improve the whole process. But, and, and again, very important, as you said, if the plumber refuse to do it correct and basically i have to say it straight if they refuse to start doing it the way that the law require them to do that then it might lead to suspension but everything in between there's a there's a big effort going into uplifting the plumber helping him guiding him in the right direction before we continue with our conversation have a listen to this Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. 
And now, back to our conversation. I wanted to ask, um, holding holding plumbers um, or regis that plumbers accountable for the work that they do, um, would it be a correct perspective to view the PRB as a as a kind of a ombudsman for the plumbing sector or the plumbing industry? Um, I think let's start by by understanding what is a ombudsman. Understand a, a, a ombudsman is sort of a he's uh, he, he, he almost has, has free reign. He listens to the problem, try to find solutions, give everybody, uh, or well, analyze the situation from, from different angles and try to uh, mediate a, a solution. And unfortunately, that's a, that's a massive task and not something that the, that the PRB is equipped or authorized to handle at the moment. So the, the PRB's oversight is, as we say, technical. It is, it's almost a black and white situation. We, we do not set the rules. We don't make the rules. We have to try and implement the rules. So, so what the PRB does is have a look at the situations. I mean, in a, in a case, we talk about the complaints. When there's a complaints levy, we can have a look at the situation, look at the, the, the facts at, at hand and confirm, yes, that's right, or no, that's not right. We can apply factual steps this is not right, send the plumber back to go and fix that. Um, that's the type of actions that the PRB can can do. We cannot get involved in a commercial complaint that they, they by try to mediate a solution between the plumber and the client. It is a factual process. That was wrong, go back, fix it, uh, straightforward. Or, uh, sorry, I have to add, sometimes we have to go back to the client and say, you know what, the plumber did it right. You cannot hold the plumber accountable for this action. When it comes to complaints, um, can can who can lodge complaints with the PRB? Can anybody just log a complaint with the PRB? If the work was done by a PRB registered plumber, by all means, any owner can lodge a complaint with us. However, I would just like to remind com- consumers that as the PRB, we are not authorized to get involved in the business side of things between the owner and the plumber. So anything like Mr. Strauss said, anything commercial, unfortunately, as the PIRB, we cannot get involved in that. Herman, can you clarify to me uh, the when you mention the, the term, the commercial aspect or the business aspect of plumbing work and that that is not where the PRB gets involved with when complaints are lodged. Can you clarify to me exactly what does that mean? What what does it mean to say the commercial aspect of the work or the commercial business part of the work? The transaction between a plumber and his client, we do not interfere with. In other words, let me give a, an example, and it's a typical example that uh, that we that were brought before us. The plumber were contracted to do work. He went to site. Um, he did some work. The owner. Somewhere along the line, the owner and the plumber suddenly don't, no longer agrees. So the plumber stopped the work halfway, um, and the owner refused to pay the plumber. There's various scenarios that happen. When there's a, a dispute about who said what, who, um, who was supposed to complete which work, the plumber didn't stick to the time that he committed, and there's a variety of, of issues like that. That is normal, normal business practice. Um, it it is it it and that is what we say the commercial we don't we don't interfere in pricing we don't interfere in how what agreements have been reached between the plumber and the home and we don't interfere in 
well, any any things like that. Our our um, mandate is purely technical. Purely technical. What does the standard say? Is it complied with the standard? Yes or no? Justine, I would like to ask the following question to you. If there is a complaint, what is the process that needs to be followed? So first and foremost, I need the complaint on a formal PIRB complaints form. Um, so once I get that form, like I said before, if the plumber is registered with us, then you can lodge a complaint. You do, it doesn't necessarily, there doesn't necessarily have to be a COC involved. Just the fact that the plumber is registered with the PIRB, we can assist you with the complaint. But then I need a completed complaints form. Um, once I get that form back, I would register the complaint and send it through to Mr. Strauss for authorization. As I said before, I'm not a very technical person. I do know certain things, but I also... It's just it just makes sense for him to authorize things. So once the complaint has been validated, we will normally inform the consumer of the next steps to be taken, which usually in most cases is a technical audit that might be conducted. And in some cases we just go back to the consumer and say, Listen, we received your complaint, it went through evaluation and stuff, but this is not something that the PIRB can assist with. Or um, sometimes homeowners don't, actually most of the times, they also not technical people like me. So the plumbers would um, state on the COC what they did. And then just because they received the COC, they assume that the plumber is responsible for all of the plumbing work, not reading the pre-existing non-compliances. So we do get cases where complaints are being lodged, but when we refer to what's noted on the complaints form and what's um, noted on the COC, we see that the plumber actually cannot be held liable for that. It may have been work that have that may have been done by previously by a different service provider. Correct. Right. And absolutely, in that case, I agree that that plumber can not be held accountable for that. Yes. So we've touched on the subject of, um, um, you know, the technical aspects and the 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 business or the commercial aspect of plumbing work being done can you give me some typical examples of what consumers can complain about uh, don't undersell yourselves <laughs> she's been doing quite well i think first i just want to want to add on she she mentioned that the all the audits get signed off by me maybe it's it's part of the process i think what what the listeners need to understand is that this is not something that's handled by individuals. There's a process within the PRB to make sure that everything is validated, that everything is looked at. Yes, I might be looking at most of them at the moment, but if I'm not here, the process continues. Um, if we look at your, well, coming to your question, what can, what can plumbers, oh, not plumbers, what can consumers complain about? Um, at the same time, you say, what, what can they not complain about? I, I can give you the technical answer first. Technically, they can complain if they have any suspicion that this, the installation does not comply with the standards. That's our mandate. But practically, I mean, a consumer don't know the standard. You can't expect the consumer to know what complies with the standard and what not. Absolutely. So from a consumer point of view, if, you, if something smells wrong, something doesn't feel right, there's a, it, it obviously doesn't, doesn't work. There's a massive water leak after the plumber left or something like that, there's a, there's a real technical difficulty with the, with the system, then by all means, contact the PRB. Um, again, maybe, maybe I should emphasize that. One of the steps in our process is to ensure that the consumer first went back to the plumber. 
Remember, that's part of the normal business transaction. Um, as in everything else in life, th- sometimes things go wrong. Plumber might have been, might have done the work. There might have been a leak, might have developed uh, day after he's he's been there. Don't phone the PRB directly. Phone phone the phone the plumber that did the work. It's his responsibility. Um, communicate. If it gets to the point where the system does not work, where it has been the geezer, one of the cases recently, the geezer has been relocated and they put pipes through the, through the roof, but they, they didn't seal off the roof and there's water leaking and the plumber refused to come back. I mean, obviously, things like that, please come to the PRB, um, lodge a complaint for that. Then there are examples of things that does not work um, or that, that we cannot act on. Um, we had a case recently, somebody that complained because the plumber chased the pipes into the walls, but he never finished the plastering on the walls, um, which turned out to be a commercial issue, a dispute between the plumber and the homeowner about who gets paid wet, when, where. We cannot interfere and compel the plumber to go back and do that. Um, in a case like that, at worst, we can have a look and make sure that the plumbing is safe and the plumbing is standard. Whether it looks good or looks bad, um, we cannot interfere with that. We obviously promote professional work. We obviously promote and encourage plumbers to do neat work. But there's there's no clause in the standard. Alan, you can help me there. There's no clause in the standard that uh, says the pipe work must look neat and tidy. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. So, so just to get back to when and, and, and for what type of uh, situations or scenarios consumers can log, Obviously, if a plumber is not licensed and if he's not registered and he hasn't signed off that certificate of compliance, the specifically the PRB certificate of compliance, then for that matter, the consumer cannot approach the PRB and say, listen, there's some technical aspects of the plumbing work that, that I'm not satisfied with. Is that correct? That is correct, Willem. However, I would just like to draw your attention to the fact that I know that this is a misconception that most consumers have. Just because the plumber is not registered with the PIRB doesn't mean he's not qualified. Um, But you are correct. We cannot assist if the plumber is not registered with us or if a PIRB certificate of compliance has not been issued. So in other words, if a plumber did the work for you but is not registered with the PIRB, but a COC, a PIRB COC has been signed off, we can assist you with that because as the PIRB, we hold the plumber who signed the COC off accountable for that installation. Now that concludes part one of our conversation and our discussion about complaints and liaison. Please do tune in to our next episode for part two of this conversation. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.